And welcome to episode 112 of the Geeks for the Win podcast, the podcast covering all things geeky. I am your host, William, and I'm joined with my co-host, Stuart. Known across the internet as Casual Terror. And we have a special guest this week. We have Jonas. Hi, guys. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Um, do you want to give our audience some maybe some background info on you? Like, Sure. That would be great. Um, I'm pretty much known on the internet by all my friends and cohorts and social networking as Jonas, so I kind of go by that everywhere. Um, I'm a big gamer fan. Um, I met and found out about you guys through World of Warcraft because I am a World of Warcraft player. I play on Aliyah Iakta-esque, very, very large guild, mm-hmm. which I'm sure some of you know about. Uh, I've been with our guild for four and a half, five years now. Um, and uh, PC gamer, big PC gamer and Xbox gamer. And I'm just kind of an all-around geek. Uh, I love movies, sci-fi, and um, Renaissance fairs. Yes, I'm one of those people too. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds like you're on the right show then. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. That's what kind of I thought I might fit here. So I appreciate the uh, appreciate the invitation. <laughs> yes, I've been to a Renaissance fair. It's pretty cool. I like it. I liked it when I went. I love it. I've been meaning to go to more, but you haven't gone, have you, Stuart? No, there, there's none really around me that and I'm aware of. you're a big of. medieval fan, too. I am. I love <laughs> I love med- med- medieval stuff, but I just I have not gone gone to one. I'm I'm in Texas, and there are there are three pretty good sized Renaissance fairs in Texas. Um, my home fair is called Scarborough Renaissance Festival. It's the second largest in Texas, and probably the fourth or fifth largest in the nation. Oh, it wow. takes place in April and May each year. Uh, this last year was its 30th anniversary, and I've been participating as part of the Musketeer Group. Um, with the French Royal Guard for about the last eight years. Oh, interesting. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Now, where in Texas is it? Because I live um, very It is actually in a town called Waxahachie. Not too many people know where that is. Suffice to say, it is 45 minutes south of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Oh, okay, gotcha. So Now, the, the big, big fair in Texas is Texas Renaissance Festival. It's near Houston. It's in the fall. As a matter of fact, it's about to take, it's about to start. And it's probably the second, I would say it's the second or third largest fair in the nation. Oh, wow. That's, it's huge. And it's, I don't make it to that one as much because that's about a four or five hour drive for me. But I do try to go once a year because I have a lot of mates that actually work there and perform there. Uh, much more at Scarborough since that's my, considered my home fair because it's easier for me to attend that. And, um, but yeah, the, the, the Renaissance fair group in this area is kind of tightly knit. We kind of all know one another and we try to travel to as many as we can to support one another. Gotcha. Gotcha. So cool. Yeah. I live pretty much the southest part of Oklahoma, right near Texas. I can be okay. in there. Okay. Well, you've got, I can be in there 30 minutes away. One in Oklahoma as well. Yeah. I know there's one in, oh, I yeah. think Norman. That's the yes, one I was there to. is. That's, That's the one I was Yes, I've, I've been to that one, as a matter of fact. So, yeah. I may have to maybe next year around, you said April, May? Scarborough Fair is in April and May, yes. I may have to head down there. You bet. Look me up before you do, and I will give you the grand tour. Oh, uh, will do. Will do. 
So anyways, the, we didn't, the, the, the show's not necessarily about Renaissance fairs. It's about, <laughs> no, but, I beg your pardon. I'm so sorry. I digress. <laughs> it, it's all right, oh. but that's something geeky. That happens all the time. That's a, that's a geeky part of the, you know, geek culture. So yeah, it's just one of the many topics that we could talk about on this show. So it definitely fits in, but, um, what, I see you have some other topics here. Are you in our show notes? Uh, me, you mean, yes. correct? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I threw out, uh, two or three there, um, because I, uh, I was listening to the last few podcasts and I, I felt like some of, I had like five different topics and I was like, okay, I need to cut this back. <laughs> and some you had already covered. Um, some I kind of left in because I thought my take on some subjects might be different. So yeah, I threw out some subjects that I thought we could talk about this evening. Alrighty. Okay. So you want to give us one of them? Well, yeah, I mean, the one big thing that's kind of near and dear to my heart is there is a pretty large sci-fi convention coming up here in the Dallas area. It is the Dallas Comic-Con Fan Days, and it's a sci-fi convention that's happening here. Um, there's probably three big, huge conventions that come that are put on by um, this this gentleman that does this, Dallas Comic-Con. And... This one is going to feature uh, Bruce Campbell and Felicia Day and Stan Lee and folks from Firefly and Warehouse 13. And um, we're talking uh, Sir Ian McDaniel – or Sir Ian McDermott, excuse me, who is, of course, Emperor Palpatine, who doesn't do many cons. So this is a big one, and I have VIP passes to this one. So I'm very, very excited about this con coming up. Yeah, I I, wow. I always I always plan on going to the Dallas Comic Cons because that's like the closest one to me. Unfortunately, yes. there's no cons in Oklahoma like at all. So and uh, Gina Torres, who of course played Zoe on Firefly, if you guys are Firefly and Serenity fans, of course, of course, uh, of course, she does not do cons. She's very well known. For not doing cons. So this appearance by her is quite rare. Uh, so getting her autograph to put on my wall of fame with the rest of my Firefly pictures will be quite, uh, quite good for me. So I'm very look, looking forward to that. Uh, I'm, I'm actually wearing my Jane hat right now. Hey, there you go. So mine's over there. I'm, I'm, I'm pointing, but it's over there. <laughs> it's, it's over there. <laughs> But, you know, these these cons for me are um, – we hit three big ones um, pretty much each, each year that this is put on. I was lucky enough to meet Sir Patrick Stewart at the last one, which th- that was one of my holy grails to get, and I obtained it. Uh, and I've met Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner at these cons. So – and all of their pictures with their autographs are on my wall of fame. So it's it's near and dear to my heart. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go to this one, but I'm I'm really going to make an effort to go to the next one. I've really thinking been thinking about it because I've only been to uh, PAX East, which is game a gaming convention. So oh yes. I've, I went to the very first PAX East and haven't been to any since. And I've been meaning to go back to PAX East, but I think I may just you know I think I may just. Focus on going to one of the Dallas ones because 
I, I, I did know that there was, there seems to be like three a year. Yeah, there's three or and four. And Stanley always goes, or, or it seems like Stanley's always at the Dallas ones, luckily, so. Yes. Uh, Stan the man, and he's awesome. I've sat in on one of his panels before, and he's fantastic. You know, he's always there with a nice quip, with a nice story to tell, and, uh, yeah, so you miss him one time, odds are you're gonna get to see him again. Yeah. And he recently, uh, went, went through surgery, too. Yes, he was a possible no-show for this particular convention as well, but apparently um, it is going to happen. Yep. You can't – I mean, I think he had a pacemaker put in, actually. So, I mean, you, you're 90 years old and he's finally getting something like a pacemaker. That's just yeah. – I mean, yeah, that man's going to outlive probably all of us. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> that would be My, a feat. Uh, my other um, interest in or my other topic or part of this topic was, though, I go to these cons. I don't – I'm not really a cosplayer. Number one, I don't have enough good stuff. You know, All of my money goes to the Ren Faire, Okay, That's my cosplay. When I go to these things and mostly because I'm going to meet these guys or these folks, I'm going to get their autograph. I might even get a picture taken. So I'm actually dressing – normal or I'm actually dressing up a little bit. So, you know, part of the other topic was is I'm kind of interested, you know, when people go to these conventions, do they play the role of the participant, the cosplayer, or they're just the fan? You know, I'm not one of these people that uh, I pride myself when I met I met a lot of the Star Trek Next Generation actors over the last 2 or 3 years. Never once did I bring up Star Trek by design. You know, when I met Michael Dorn, of course, who played Worf on TNG, I brought up his his love for uh, owning and flying vintage aircraft, and he and you know and his voice acting work. Uh, when I met uh, Jonathan Frakes, I talked about his directing because he's done a lot of directing. As a matter of fact, he's directed a show on TNT called Leverage, which you may know about. Uh, mm-hmm. He's going to direct an upcoming episode of Castle, which has, of course, Nathan Fillion, another one of our favorites. Yeah. But, you know, I purposefully don't talk about what they're known for because I'm sure they hear that all the time. And they've moved you know, on from the it, guy. too. I definitely understand where you're coming from because they've moved on yeah. from it. They mm-hmm. have other projects that they're excited about. And right. Very, and very smart I, of you. <laughs> If I was a cosplayer and I went to one of these things, you know, if it was a Star Wars one and I dressed up in something Star Wars-esque, I don't think I could bring myself to talk to these guys because I don't know if in the back of my mind they're thinking, oh, God, here comes another one. You know, oh, okay, what's this guy's story? You know, exactly. they're thinking I'm going to walk up to him. Um, you know, um, Mr. Mister So-and-so, in episode 32 of that episode, you know, why did you not pull the lever? You know, I'm not that kind of fan. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm not that kind of fan. So if I went as a cosplayer, I would go as a cosplayer so people could look at, you know – Okay, I'll have hubris. How good I am. Look at how, look at how great I look. But I'm not gonna actually probably meet the fans. But I'm going to these places to meet the fans. If it's filled with people I've already met, I'm probably not going to the con. But I know people that go to these cons just so they can dress up and participate. And that's cool too. That's just not me. And I'm kind of wondering what you guys take on it. Well, you know, would you go as just the fan or would you go as the cosplayer? And would you not have any hesitation 
about walking up in costume and saying, hey, can I have your autograph? You know, while you're standing in front of them in the role they played in the show, per se. Personally, I would probably just go as myself because I just don't have, you know, I, I used to do some costume stuff, you know, back in high school and I was in the drama department so I was all around costumes and stuff like that and whenever we had an excuse to dress up for spirit week or whatnot I'd you know I made an underdog costume and a bunch of other cost superhero costumes and stuff but for something like this I probably would just go as a fan because I mean if you're gonna because you were talking about taking pictures and stuff well if I was gonna get a picture taken with people I would want it totally clear that that's me exactly stan lee yes yeah i wouldn't want you know people i wouldn't want it to seem like it was some generic you know i wouldn't want some generic stormtrooper or you know whatever whatever else with stan lee i would want it to be you know that's william with stan lee that's me so that's that probably my biggest reason that and i just don't just i don't know i don't have the resources I mean, I, I I would I wouldn't mind going to more of a like I think uh, Dragon Con. That's more of a community thing. That's more of a community based mm-hmm. convention where it where it cosplay. You know, not as many celebrities go to that, and it's more you know costumes and stuff like that. I would that one's getting getting bigger though. Dragon's yeah. Con's getting 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 bigger. Isn't that the one where um. Isn't that the one where they had the pictures of um, Veronica Belmont dressed up in the Diablo 3 costume? Possible. I know I she mean, was there. Yeah. I mean, there was some that Bill, oh my God, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to screw up his last name. Bill Doran. I don't know. I can't think of it. Um, Chinbeard on Twitter. He makes okay. a lot of costuming. He's done Mass Effect, beautiful Mass mm-hmm. Effect armor. And I think he made the Diablo 3 witch hunter or demon hunter costume for Veronica. And I think that's what she was wearing. I don't think – I think it was a Dragon Con is where she was, and it was amazing. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't mind doing that, something that. Like sounds that sounds right, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind doing something – going to some, you know, uh, a con or convention that's more community-based than doing something like that. But if I'm going to, like, meet the celebrities and get autographs and pictures taken, I just want to be myself, you know. I want them to know – I'm a true, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan of them. I'm not a, you know, because I'm not a crazy obsessive, you know, dress like them and, you know, episode this certain, ep- you know, like you were. You're, you're not the impression. creepy fan. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm, you know. <laughs> exactly. And there are a lot of creepy yes. fans out there, believe me. I mean, see, I'm obsessed I, I, I with like... a lot of this stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm very obsessed, but yes. I'm not creepy. I would say. Oh yeah, no, you you, can, you just don't want to come off that way. Yes, that's, yeah. that's the. I have a lot of the same thoughts as these <laughs> creepy dudes do, but I do, I'll never say it in public. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it right. sounds oxymoronic, but you have a you have a healthy obsession. <laughs> exactly. I can control. Yeah. it. I have it. Uh, I sound exactly. like an addict now. I have it under control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I'm I'm I feel the exact the exact same way you guys do, but. This this there's there's a friend a, fr- a friend of ours who's a fantastic co- cosplay player. That's more of a question to her. So I and she's not not online. I just looked. <laughs> and I know that I know some of these people that do cosplay. They go to these cons not 
to meet the fan or not to meet the stars, but they go because this is a chance for them to dress up and be around other like-minded people. And you know what? They get their picture taken all the bloody time, and oh, that's yeah. fine. I've t- I think I've taken I think I would go of- dressed up yeah. that way if I wasn't going to meet the celebrities. But then right. I can turn around and I'll see, you know, five Mandalorians standing right next to David Prowse going, you know, hey, can I get your picture taken? You know, and I'm like, I don't know. There's just something there's just something <laughs> off with that with me. I don't know. Uh, definitely, definitely agree. We'll agree with you there. I mean, I just I don't know. I'd be so nervous as it is talking to like Stan Lee or some of these people that I would not want to I I'd. I would not want to come off even weirder or have any more thoughts of, oh, my God, they're thinking I'm, you know, I would already be like, oh, my God, they're thinking I'm such a loser, you know, oh, my God, and (laughs) stuff like that. I wouldn't want to add to that, you know. I I, Yeah, I think exactly. I'll be geeking out, you know, already around them. I wouldn't want to add to that, and that's the big, big thing, so – one one of one of my my kind of problems is I'm I'm a big dude I'm I'm not skinny so I can't I can't pull off you know the Spider Man costume without you know being the fat Spidey so I I can't there's 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 not many fat costumes out there that you know I I don't want to go as a blob because that's <laughs> I was just thinking degrading <laughs> there's not there's not many fat people co- costumes that they, someone can go as and pull it off. There's not so. many – I don't – well, you know what, and this could be a whole other topic, and I won't go off on it. But there aren't many oversized protagonists out there in in you know comicdom, fandom, and all that. There just aren't. Everybody's, Very true. Everybody's this lean, mean. Look, look at me. I'm you know David Beckham, or you know I'm I'm look like this guy, or I look I'm turn over here, and I look like you know look how thin she is. That's a Charlize Theron. Look, she's you know there aren't. Any many oversized protagonists out there that people can model themselves after if they wanted to go and cosplay or something like that. They just aren't out there. Right. We we need more. <laughs> All right. So Spidey, fatten up then, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm I, I'm a Spidey guy. So I, yeah. I don't want I I want him to say stay lean and uh, agile. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, or that would be he'd have to totally redo his his web formula, web cartridge formula, yeah. to be able yeah. to support. I think the ten style strength needs to be up there, Peter. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, definitely. I I really want to. I just hear about all these conventions from other podcasts I listen to and see pictures and see all the people that go to it and you know i was just talking the other day to someone saying man there's never any conventions there's no there's like no comic cons or anything similar in oklahoma that in the dallas is is literally the closest one so i will be there eventually hopefully yeah indy in indy's got got one so i i'm i'm good there i guess yeah so I definitely plan on going to the next one. Obviously not this one since it's a week and a half from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that and Stuart, we've got our extra life in a week and a half or right. hour gaming marathon for charity. So yeah, that's, that's kind of busy there. <laughs> 
I guess I have I, I guess charity is a good excuse for not being able to go this this year this this time anyways. So what you're makes- doing is important, and you know what? That's hey, when you're when you're giving of yourself like that, then yeah, you know what? The fan they'll come back. Yeah, that and and really and truly that makes me feel a bit better because if I didn't have the whole extra life thing, I'd be so bummed out that I wasn't going to this. <laughs> but I feel better You're now. Gonna miss it again? Damn it! Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I'll probably definitely go to the next one though, for sure, because I plan on going to one con- at least one convention next year. So, and Dallas is a lot cheaper than going to Boston. For PAX East. <laughs> yes, it is. Because it's only, I think, three hours? Three hour drive for me? So, pr- pretty close. So, um, alrighty. Uh, you got another topic? Uh, yeah. Um, I am a huge sci fi fan. Okay. Um, pretty much. I, I try not to watch a show for its writing. The first time, I try to just be a fan. If I watched a show for its writing and tried to tear it apart, I would hate so much out there. So I don't. I try to watch shows as a fan. No, say um, the first time, do you mean like the pilot or like? Yes, like when a new show comes out, I will give it three episodes. If it has not grabbed me by the third episode, I'm out. And you know what? There are two that are on the fence for me right now. For instance, Revolution that has just started on NBC. A new J.J. Abrams thing where, you know, uh-huh. there's no power in the world anymore. Okay? Yes. Um, I, I, the, I like it. <laughs> you know what? And I'm I'm kind of on the fence. And I love J.J. Abrams. Okay? So the, 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 the um, storyline behind this was very, very appealing to me. Watch the second episode. It feels like The Hunger Games. So I'm like, okay. And nothing against The Hunger Games. I own it on Blu-ray. It's just I didn't need a television show about it. So, all right, let's see where this goes. Um, there's another one called Last Resort. It's kind of a military one that's out there. And it's about a nuclear submarine that failed to launch their missiles at Pakistan, I think it was. So our government decided to destroy them. And they evaded attack, and now they're sitting on an island, and they're threatening that you, know, you, need to, you guys need to stay away from us. We have a 200-mile no-sail zone, no-fly zone, or we're going to launch our missiles at an American target until we find out why our own government is calling us traitors for not wanting to blow up a country without proper you know, validation. I call it sci-fi because it's not something that could really happen. I mean, you know, it's very kind of um, – mm-hmm. not Red October, but um, Crimson Tide. It's very similar to the movie Crimson Tide, but I call it kind of sci-fi. Okay, because of the premise. But that that being said, the Sci-Fi Channel. I love the stuff that's on the Sci-Fi Channel. We were talking about Warehouse 13 earlier. Uh, Warehouse 13 mm-hmm. is a is a is a big big fan favorite of mine. There's a new show from Canada called Lost Girl. Okay, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Fantastic show in my mind. Um, but you know, there's a lot of uh, so much of sci- it's 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 kind of hip to be a geek now. So this other topic that I was talking about, the sci-fi on today's TV, there's a lot more of it I think than there was, you know, even 5 years ago. You know, Star Trek is gone from the scene. Um mm-hmm. 
you know, it was it was kind of Battlestar. You know, that was the big thing. Um, sci-fi, the Sci-Fi Channel has really led the networks with their big sci-fi shows. I mean, there's a lot of reality on there as well. But I mean, sci-fi is making a big comeback in today's society. Some things you wouldn't think are sci-fi are, like Lost. Lost is really considered sci-fi. Because yes. of everything that had to do with the island and everything that happened. But most people thought, oh, that's a cool drama. No, it's not. It's sci-fi. So there's a lot more sci-fi in today's society. And there's a lot more crossovers. People that, you know, people that used to be on the old TV shows we love are coming back on something new. The other part of my topic here was, uh, you know, Nathan Fillion. I'm a big fan of Nathan Fillion. Not just from Firefly. But you know, Doctor Horrible, uh, which was just on the CW last night. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Doctor Horrible sing along blog. blog. Love it. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They say they're well, going to do the start filming the second one next year, early next year. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so I'm excited you know, about that. He's got a new show on ABC on Mondays. It's now in its fourth season. It's called Castle, where he plays a mystery novelist that is working with the police, and it's 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 funny. It's got its moments. It's got some serious moments, but it's funny. And Nathan Fillion is fantastic. But the crossovers and the little nods to the fans that they've given because of his role on Firefly is amazing. Oh, they had an episode where he – a Halloween episode where he dressed up like, you know, he was in like the full – Yeah, in the full get yeah. yeah. He put on the whole thing and he comes out space and his cowboy. daughter's like, what are you doing? I'm a space cowboy. <laughs> and she's like, all right, number one, there's no cows in space. Number two, didn't you wear that like five years ago? And his response was, yeah, but I like it. And what's funny is five years ago to the day that episode on is when Firefly left the air. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. you know, they've had him speaking Chinese in one scene. And his partner, the female detective, looks at him and goes, I didn't know you spoke Chinese. And he said, yeah, I picked it up from a show I used to like. <laughs> I mean, there's so many nods. To him being, uh, you know, the Firefly nods. Yeah, and there was and a big I campaign, love, like, in the past year of help Nathan buy Firefly, even though he yes. turned that down and told people, no, no, you know, oh, I know. don't give your money. But, you know, if if, if that was going to be a real thing, I would probably donate some to help that out in a heartbeat. But I, <laughs> I love how fandom has crossed the line into TV shows. And now they're giving all the fans these nods, you know, Castle, which doesn't have anything to do with sci-fi, but it's got a sci-fi star in it. And they're giving all the fans these nods, you know, it's like, ah, I see what you did there. And I think it's wonderful. I mean, I think that that there are some writers out there and some networks that may not have any idea, like I have no idea what Firefly is. But you know what? If you guys think it's going to bring us viewers, go ahead. And by God, it's working. And I, I, I love those nods like that. You know, that's the one thing that comes to mind. There are a couple other shows out there that do that. But I mean, I think in general, stars that used to be on sci-fi shows are coming back to TV now. And there's a lot more sci-fi on TV. And I'm just, you know, I, I watch a lot more TV than I probably should. I will freely <laughs> admit that. I really do. But I mean, there's a lot, um, there's a lot of stuff on the networks now, and not I'm not even talking the major four, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox. I'm talking TNT and FX and A&E, you know, Walking Dead. I mean, look at that. 
You know, sci-fi fans love that. It's kind of sci-fi. Some people say, well, that's horror. Yeah, but still, it's all kind of – those genres are starting to combine. Sci-fi and horror are starting to combine almost in one kind of mega genre. You know, so the other the other networks out there are really stepping up to the plate and contributing to all these new uh, this new media that what what sci, the sci-fi media that's coming back, and I think it's wonderful, and I, I hope it continues. I hope that the networks continue doing that, and because I'll be honest, you know, nothing against those that listen to it or watch it out there, but I freaking hate reality shows. But they're cheaper to I'm, make. I'm with you. I'm with um, you. The same way. Well, there's a couple semi-reality sci-fi, shows. That... The Sci-Fi Channel. There is a really nice one on the Sci-Fi Channel right now called Face Off. It is about competing special effects artists. And as a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, they had the participants on there do their interpretation of some characters from the video game Dishonored, which, by the way, I picked up last night and it's awesome. However, but yeah, they brought in – they had them do – their interpretation of characters from the video game Dishonored. You know, and some of the producers from sci-fi will tweet often, and they're like, hey, I got five questions, go. And one of the biggest questions asked is, why is there so much reality? And they answer honestly, you know what, guys? It's cheaper to make. We get good We get good reviews. We get good watchers. We get good um, audience participation. The Nielsen's are up because the Nielsen's can look at DVR ratings now as well. There's like live ratings, DVR within 24 hours, I think, and then DVR within a week. So they can get those ratings, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper to make. But I'll be honest. There's maybe three or four reality shows out there, and I hate them. So to see these other channels stepping up, the FXs, the the, the TNTs, the A&Es, the USA networks, stepping up and putting good programming out there, whether it be sci-fi programming or, you know, programming with previous sci-fi stars or fantasy stars, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I definitely got to say the mm-hmm. the only reality shows I like are like Toy Collector or Storage Wars or Comic Book Men, ones that are basically have an opportunity to, oh, yeah. you know, That's right. have geeky geekiness in it. But I'm not gonna watch something like. That new show, Honey Boo Boo, or whatever, about the oh, redneck. God. I've heard about that so much that I, I don't want to watch it. I really don't. Wait a minute. William, you mean you're not keeping up with the Kardashians? Oh. <laughs> 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 no, I am not. Man, you're missing out. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. No, we're not. And no. I mean, I was listening to a podcast, and they were these people are like obsessed with Honey Boo Boo in an ironic kind of way, um, not like you know how normal people would be, but they just it, it's just they just watch it because it's like a bad it's like a train wreck, you know, or a car yeah, wreck. No, that's it. That's the that's it. They, it's the same no. way with Jersey Shore. People were watching it for the train wreck factor. Exactly, and they were saying, and then and then and then their kids watch and go, oh. That's how I should act. No, don't act like that. <laughs> no, it's and you know that spinoff. It was something from because you know her video on YouTube went it was viral like, like something crazy. Princess in tiaras or something. Uh, like some toddlers in tiaras. Yeah. Toddlers in tiaras. The learning channel. Yeah. And that one little skit of that her is doing, that is a horror. That should never exist. But the fact that ever. there was a spinoff of that and. Uh, from a family who is redneck and they give their little girl go-go juice, which is 
Red Bull mixed with Mountain Dew. And Mountain Dew. That's just frightening. And it's I, to it's, hear that the whole family who stars in that doesn't even get like ten combined doesn't even get like ten thousand dollars an episode when it's making when it's like one of the most popular ones right now. That just shows you it's cheap. It's that cheap, unfortunately. And it's it's unfor- and, and again, this is my own opinion. Uh, so I'm not 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 to throw you guys in. This is my own opinion. I to me, it just um it just furthers the it, it, it furthers some people thinking that America is stupid. This is all America yes. wants. They want this mindless. They want this mindless stuff. And son of a gun, if there's a large population out there that doesn't watch it. Probably at the same time that they don't have all the teeth in their head and they're drinking a beer and have their pants pulled down and like, oh, look at that, honey. But no, it, it's just it just furthers the, the the perception that America is stupid. And I wish this type of programming wasn't on TV. But you know what? The smart programming and by God, there ain't a lot of it out there. Unfortunately, the smart programming is not on TV anymore because that's, according to the ratings, that's not what people want. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. Which is why I watch a lot of BBC. <laughs> um, I love BBC America. I'm with you there. And I mean, us too. <laughs> unfortunately, you're right. They, I mean, I, I like, I said I watch Storage Wars, but I will not watch Storage Wars Texas because that just, <laughs> is, is the, no, the people you're, that no, you're exactly right. That does your point. Uh, that proves your point. What you were saying earlier of they, 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 they <laughs> it makes you think that people like in Texas are just stupid because those all those people who are in Storage Wars Texas, they're just so creepy or stupid or they're like it's like you know what I guess Honey Boo Boo is is you know in the regular storage wars they're not exactly like that i mean they do some weird stuff but it's by far nowhere near what storage wars texas is i mean i it, no. that just and, creeps and, me out whenever when i did they're watch trying that. To milk a spinoff is what they're trying to do yeah so they're trying to milk a spinoff and it's just but yeah i, I wish there was and that's why i think a lot of the a lot of the sci-fi shows that used to be on that aren't anymore, they were smart. You know, when Battlestar Galactica was on, the newer version, I thought it was smart. I thought it was edgy. You know, people thought of it more of a drama than a sci-fi show because of what was involved. And it made you think, not in like, what the hell just happened? But I mean, it actually made you think with social questions. And I like that the producers killed the show under their own decision. It wasn't pressure. It wasn't like, oh, by the way, we're canceling you. Oh, crap, now we have to scramble for an ending. Yeah. You know, which I kind of feel is what ha- is what's happening to Fringe. Fringe is a short season this year. I enjoy it. And th- it's being killed. But they're actually giving them an out. Battlestar, they chose to end it under their own accord. And like, this is how we're doing it. Yeah. And I thought, I thought that was a fantastic so, series when it was on. That's how what that's what they should have done with Supernatural. They should have oh ended boy. it at, at yep. season five because that was an ending. They ended near, it and dear to my heart. And yeah, uh, um, I'm sorry. I'm guys. I'm probably talking too much. Oh no, me. Go, keep on going. Um, you got more to say. The, um, yeah. Eric Kripke, who was the creator of Supernatural, mm-hmm. which I think yep. actually is helping to write Revolution. 
Yes, Kripke he said he had an idea for five seasons. Okay, and if I'm wrong and my fiance listens to this podcast, she's going to correct me or slap me because she's a huge yep. Supernatural fan. Okay, I've Matter heard, fact, I've, 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 I've heard that too. So if um, Kripke said he had to design for five seasons, and the fans and the network said we want more, but after five seasons he stepped back and was just a consultant and a, an executive producer for part of season six. And then for season seven, he was just a part-time consultant, and now we're in season eight. Is this eight? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Eight. This we're is season eight, season. and we're only in. Well, tonight will be the second episode, and I'm like, huh, where are we going? I still like the show. I will still watch the show. But you're exactly right. Kripke only had five seasons in mind, and now it's not that it's been taken out of his hands. He willingly said, "Yeah, you guys keep going. I'm just going to step back." So he gave them their blessing. But you're right. It was only originally designed as five seasons. And I think if they would have done it, I would have still looked back at this and gone, crap, that was amazing. Yeah. Unfortunately, it gets to a point where fans, they've invested this, you know, six, five, six, seven years where if they keep going and it's still horrible, there are a lot of people out there who's like, well, I've invested this much time. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe, you know, so – Right. I yeah. mean, unfortunately, I, my, my, it didn't last quite as long. But an example of of that, you know, fans keep on going with it to, you know, see if it gets better. Hope, hoping. My example would be Heroes for me. I kept watching oh, that yeah. just because I, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, season two was you know the writer strike, so of course it's, it was short, and of course it wasn't right. that good, and oh, season three wasn't that bad, and then. Season four and oh god, they sh- yes, but they but they end, but they ended it in a way where season five could have been really good. So yeah, now, but- a case a case where there was so much pressure from the fans to do something else. This is probably the biggest things I can ever think of was Farscape. Farscape, old school on Sci-Fi when it was still called SCIFI. Okay, the Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> yeah. Farscape had three seasons. The third third season ended in a cliffhanger with both of your, and this is not spoilers because it's years old, with both of your protagonists dead. That's how they ended it. And then all of a sudden they said, oh, by the way, we're not bringing you guys back. You talk about an uproar. Oh, my God. You talk about an uproar. So what did they do? Oh, no. they, they made a two-hour movie to tie things up. No, they just they just they just showed up on 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 Stargate. Yes, they did. Yeah, he showed up on. <laughs> yeah, they both showed up on Stargate. That's right, Claudia Black uh-huh. and um uh Ben Browder. Yes, I think yeah. But I mean, you know, that was like a classic example of there being so much pressure from the fans. Like, what are you guys doing? And I love Farscape to this day. It's wonderful. I love it. Yeah, and unfortunately, TV for the most part, there's a lot of good stuff, but. There's mostly bad stuff, and they just keep coming out with bad stuff. I mean, for example, this new Sherlock series on CBS. Elementary. Oh, my God. Really? I've, hey, I've given it two episodes. I, I'm giving it till three. I you know, I don't even – I mean, BBC has you beat. Oh, with Sherlock? Yes. I mean – There's nothing yes. – that, that, is, that is one of the most clever, well-put-together interpretations – of Holmes I've ever seen. 
And and I've watched a lot of Sherlock Holmes, you know, over the years. Exactly. But that is it's so clever. And they do it's it so in clever. a right way cuz you know, you typical TV show is like, you know, 40 42 minutes without commercials, you know, hour long. So that, that, that's a lot of, you know, to, to do it like Sherlock Holmes mystery in a, that sh- amount of time, you know, do like one case or whatever is just, I, I don't see how it can be good. You know, the BBC, they've got right. their, their, you know, their seasons are only like three episodes, but they're like, they're like a movie. It's almost like a movie, you know? Yeah, it's an, it's an hour and a half long. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. It just works so well with the Sherlock Holmes, you know, storyline arc of it all. So, I mean, it's just – and uh, uh, don't get me wrong, I, but Sherlock – I mean, Watson is not a female. I know. Lucy Liu being Watson is that, – that I just, know. That's like oh, when they wanted that's... that kid that that kid from Community to play Peter Parker in Spider-Man. I mean, I, Spider-Man's – or Peter what, Parker is, you know, he's white. It's not anything racist. That's just what the character is. I mean, you can't just really go crazy and change things just to change things. You're going to upset a lot of people, especially something like Sherlock Holmes. You know, it's been around for, what, over 100 years? Yeah, over a century. And, I mean, is 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 a literature staple, you know? I You know, I think what they did with Sherlock was quite bold. It took a lot of guts to do that. Because a lot of people are thinking, what the hell are you doing? But you know what? I'll be damned if it doesn't work. And it is amazing. Exactly. And unfortunately, I, I heard about this. I heard about this like a week or a week and a half ago. But we were talking medieval stuff. Um, they're going to make A Knight's Tale a TV show. That could be unfortunate. I mean – Really? Why, why would you do that? I mean, it's just Hollywood just seems to have either run out of ideas or most of Hollywood has either run out of ideas and are just, you know, rehashing other ideas. Oh, they are. Oh, they have. But, yeah. There's oh, yeah. Very, there's not there's not enough fresh new stuff out there. So when something does come out, people gravitate to it and they're like, "What is this? What is this?" Um Pardon me, that's something new. Oh, okay, never mind. I thought it was something. No, come on, people. You know, and there are a few things I would like to see old redone again, but they're very, very small, very minuscule things. But we need fresh. And you know what? Mm-hmm. It's It's been done. I mean, that's kind of unfortunately. Oh, oh, what about – oh, no, that's been done. Oh, no, here we go. This guy's going to – oh, no, that's been done. Well, crap. And fine. We let's, need let's, we let's need another we need another Batman origin story. <laughs> we haven't had enough of those. Oh yeah. Wait. Well, well, no. The the, the current yeah. rumor is, oh, we need a new Batman for Justice League, and then after that, we need a new Batman for the Batman movie that comes out after the Justice League. That's the big rumor. Is it's not even going to be the same? You know, the the Batman and Justice League the movie is not even going to be the same Batman in the movie after that. Can we just say screw it and let's have a Wonder Twins movie? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see on the big screen. Wonder Twin powers activate form of water, form of a bucket. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Hollywood running out of ideas is mostly bad, but there is some good to it because we, you know, if 
if Hollywood was still coming up with ideas, you know, new innovative stuff, we may never have seen, you know, all these comic book movies we love so much. That's true. So there is that I'm I do have to play devil's advocate on that side of it, but for the most part, you know, it's just it's just crap. And yeah, but the um the the cable stations now are really stepping up. You know, as I mentioned before, um, the, 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 the non, the non-network stations are really stepping up. You know, HBO and Showtime too. Good lord, HBO with Game of Thrones. Oh, love okay. Game of Thrones. Best show on TV right now, as far as I'm concerned. Currently, best show on TV. And, you know, uh, but I mean, yes, the net, the, 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 the networks we didn't, you know, that we didn't grow up with, you know, I, I grew up with just, you know, in my area, four, five, eight, and eleven. And that was Fox, NBC, ABC, CBS. I grew up with those channels, you know. Now we've got all these other networks that come to the table, and you know, and they're really stepping up. And I, I'm I appreciate that. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah. The pa- the the past hour, the the first episode of of Arrow was on, and I was I was watching it while it was muted, but it looked it looked good. So. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I, when I realized that w- last week, I realized, oh, wait, we're recording during Arrow. Uh, and I was thinking <laughs> about contacting you, Stuart, and seeing if we could switch to another night. But I was like, uh, that's what DVR is for. I, I know. I was yeah. like, well, I'm going to have to watch it online anyways, because unfortunately, I don't get this. We get the CW, but there's not an HD version in our area, oh. so I'm just gonna have to watch it online, anyways. So I was like, it works out for me, I guess. But yeah, I don't. I don't have an HD TV, so that. Uh, you don't have an HD TV. He's got an HD TV oh. in his bedroom, but he doesn't. In my bedroom, have it hooked up. It, so. But it's it's like it's like 20 inches. I uh, I I remember back in the day when I was. Saying, all right, it's time for us to get one deer. Deer being my fiance, I said, all right, it's time for us to get one deer. Oh, we don't need that. I'm like, but honey, look how great Supernatural will look in HD. No, we don't. We don't need that. So we ended up getting one, and she watched an episode, and she just turned, looked at me, and I was about to open my mouth, and she just said, "Shut up." <laughs> yes, dear. She knew, and of course now it's everything. Oh, oh you're not buying the Blu-ray of that. You're not buying the DVD, are you? We're getting the Blu-ray, right? Oh, that's my yes, thing. Yes, dear. I can't. Blu-ray. Like, okay. Dean's muscles look so good on the. I know, I know exactly. <laughs> but that's my thing. I can't you know, do DVDs anymore. Like if I'm going to the Redbox, if I if I look on online and they don't have the Blu-ray of it and they just have a DVD copy, I'll just wait till I can go. You know, I just wait till someone turns in the Blu-ray copy. I can't do DVDs. I gotta. You know, Blu-rays are just—I'm just spoiled. You know, and for the I, longest I time, for the longest time, I mean, it was all—I was, you know, hesitant on HD or just didn't have the funds for it and all that. But you know, once once that actually happened, once HD TV came in my household, I was just like, I'm not going back. You know, what's the point in watching a DVD, standard def DVD on a big HD TV? And studios will grab you the right way. For fans like us that want the best quality, they'll grab us and they've got us for years. I mean, for instance, I had a very old copy of Firefly on DVD 
And then I got the collector's edition on DVD. And then, oh, wait, what's this? The collector's edition on Blu-ray? Yes, please. Wait, the super deluxe collector's edition on Blu-ray? All right, fine. Now I've bought four versions of the same bloody show. (laughs) But they've got me, and I'll keep doing it. And not to mention the movie, Serenity. Exactly. So, (laughs) oh, yeah, with the horrible cover that first came out. Yeah. You remember I, that? I when, like the, the when the movie first came out, the cover for that was horrific. For the regular DVD, when it first came out, when Serenity, the cover was just like, where is this in the movie? It was, it just it didn't exist. It was so photoshopped here and airbrushed and oh, look, it was horrible. Yeah. I, but yeah. But I look, grab you. I look at my DVD collection, which I don't have a huge DVD collection, but I'd look at it and I'm just like, well, I wouldn't mind watching, you know, a certain movie I have, but I, you know, whatever movie at the time, but I don't have it on Blu-ray yet, so I guess I'll just wait till I get it on Blu-ray. <laughs> and for the geeks like us, I mean, they throw all that extra content in there and we eat it up. Oh, I, blooper reels and you know screen and screen Joss and you Whedon know audio uh, commentary for the Avengers. Exactly, you know, pause during the movie and it pops up and it gives you other information about what's going on right here and how they filmed this. We geeks love that and we eat it up. Oh, uh, I mean, one of the best one one of the happiest moments was um Scott Pilgrim the Scott Pilgrim movie. The the, the it had two different commentaries, two different sets of the they had like two different groups of the of the actors do commentary right. so you know you'd have like these these three or these four and then the and then there was another one where the you know the three or four other characters in the, the movie main characters did commentary so it was just like oh my god and y- y- you know that's you're watching the same movie but you're listening to different people talk about it and you know most of my friends in real life, you know, not non-online friends, they're not they they don't want to listen to people talk about a movie and not, you know, they just want to watch right. the movie. But me, I'm just like I've got I want to hear Joss Whedon talk about the Avengers cuz it makes it so it makes it so much better. I mean, after listening to Joss Whedon talk about the Avengers in the commentary, I little parts of that movie I was kind of not okay with. I'm totally okay with now because I know his his thoughts behind it. And when you go to the cinema or the theater, whatever you want to call it, when you go there and you experience it for the first time, you're there as a fan. You take it all in and you leave just this overwhelming rush of joy and you're like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. And then you go buy it on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever. You take it home and then you watch it again to experience it again. And then you do the commentary. At least that's what I do. After I've done that, then I'm okay breaking that illusion because I am one of those people that likes to go Mm -hmm. into the audience, likes to sit there in the audience, look at the screen in the darkness, and I get immersed in this world. I watch it as a fan. I watch it like, all right, for this this two hours, I am suspending reality. Okay, give it to me. I love that. Then I go home – I watch it again. I try to experience that same kind of joy. And then when I put it in a third time, then I start watching all the extra stuff. Then I can break the veil. I'm like, all right, let's go ahead and break the illusion. Now show me how you did that freaking scene because that was amazing. And then I, I'm okay learning. I'm okay getting the behind-the-scenes stuff. Exactly. But I want I want my fan experience. I want my initial joy and my, you know, 
holy crap, I want that first, you know? Yeah, and I'm 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 the same way, and I that I've been seeing Avengers Blu-ray. I'm wearing that disc out like nonstop because I'm just watching that movie over again, watching all the different you know the gag reel, the bloopers, the 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 deleted scenes, the audio commentary, everything. I the just because it's just so good, and they're gonna yeah. come out with a. Because it, you know, they'll probably come out with, you know, in the massive Marvel Phase One, you know, super collection yeah. that they're going to come out with next year. That's been postponed. It's probably going to include like the rumored Joss Whedon director's edition, you know, with extras, even more extra stuff. And I'll probably end up buying that because I'm just want to, you know, I'm a geek. I'm obsessed. Like I was saying earlier. I, you know, I have that obsessions with a lot of this, these things, and that's basically what a geek is. A geek is just someone who's, a, you know, passionate about the stuff they like. Yes, that's true. There is a distinction between geek and nerd. I do not consider myself book smart, intelligent enough to be a nerd. I cannot give you calculus. I cannot. I, I cannot give you. You know, I can't go into depth about quantum mechanics. Okay. In quantum theory, therefore, I'm not a nerd. But by God, I can tell you how the um, transporter works on the frickin' Enterprise. That's why I'm a geek. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I can't do all that science stuff, too, but I'll sure as hell listen to a podcast about people talk about that science stuff. That's right. Cause, you know, I, you know I, I listen to certain science podcasts. I listen to the Neil deGrasse Tyson podcast and a bunch of others because I did, you know... I just am just interested in science fiction and science and all kinds of stuff like that. But I, you know, I'm like you. I'm not exactly book smart enough to be a nerd, but I'm definitely passionate enough to call myself a geek. <laughs> Very true. <sighs> but yeah. Well, I don't know what how that turned into a movie again? podcast for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how our show goes. Yeah, I know. It, yes, yes, it is. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping you know there's a lot more you know talk of sci sci-fi shows coming and you know other other you know comic book related shows and stuff coming and hopefully you know hopefully that turns out well. I the Avengers making. You know, being the highest selling comic book movie of all time, being the second highest selling movie that's not, you know, James Cameron related, it it's definitely puts makes makes a lot of those big wigs say, oh, comic books, that's actually a viable thing. That's actually a yes, you know, a money maker. So, comic books, they're not just for kids anymore. Exactly. Or no. Or creepy adults because that's what that, that, <laughs> really? that, that that's what people used to think it was either like retarded slash creepy adults or for kids but now it's just it's so mainstream everybody you know it's it, it's hard not to find someone who doesn't know who the avengers are or batman or you know so soon you know some of the other characters like green lantern and you know whoever green arrow and whoever else they decide to do in the future and stuff. So I'm just excited about that, but I'll, very much so. 
um, j- the next few the next few years are just going to be amazing, and especially after hearing like uh, the president of Marvel talk, it seems like they've got like at least a ten year or more plan of doing movies and different stuff, and they've got a huge plan set on what they want to do, and that just makes me so excited. Okay. <laughs> Like take my money. Most likely, I'll be around Here. in ten years. So yeah, keep keep <laughs> on doing it. <laughs> but yeah, it's movies definitely. There movies I think are just getting better and better. And TV shows is I, I love TV shows because I, 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 just as much as anyone else. But I think there's just way too much crap in TV than movies. Just because I think it's cheaper to do, but. Anyways, um, we've we've uh, your uh, your third topic we've actually talked about, but if you want to give us your actual your perspective on it, yeah, I will sum this up quickly. And my third topic was when game companies that you love develop a game that you play, like recently what happened with Thirty One Studios, or some of the shakeups at Bioware, okay, with letting some of the um folks that were handling Star Wars: The Old Republic go, you know. When you play a game and you love it, whether it's a series of games or a game, and you hear about a company having shakeups like that, do you think, oh, that's not going to affect me? That's not, that's, you know what? It's kind of scary, but it's never really going to trickle down. I'm going to keep enjoying this game. Or does it scare the hell out of you? It, it depends on who it is. Like if it's, you know, somebody major and who had a major influence on the game, I might get nervous. Yeah. Like, didn't the two creators, the founders, excuse me, didn't the two founders of BioWare recently step down? They retired, yeah, or yeah, they're going they to retire. And I mean, I know there was like a six-month thing where they had said there's going to be a transition period, you know, but they stepped down. That kind of makes me give pause. Especially you know? with all the stuff that's happened with BioWare before then. Like Exactly. The- Old Republic stuff. Now, when it came out, when it launched, I mean, I I played it. I picked it up. It was my first MMO, and I loved it. But unfortunately, my PC I was using at the time died, so I haven't been able to go back to it. And now I'm just when when I you know starting to gather the funds to get a new PC to be able to go back to it, I'm kind of scared about that because of all the problems with it all the all the news of pe- people getting laid off or server them dropping their numbers servers and all kinds of this stuff it and then the two doctors leaving that definitely impacts me and I'm definitely yeah, it just upset. it almost makes me you know it almost makes me uh want to sometimes when I hear about things like that it's like oh you know what I better not play that game because I'm going to like it. What's going to happen is I'm going to enjoy this game. I'm going to like it so much. And then all of a sudden something's going to happen and pow, it's going to be gone. And then I'm going to be upset. So how do I save myself that misery? I'm just not going to play the game, period. Now, some people think, well, that's kind of myopic looking. But, I mean, that's just kind of how I am. I mean, I played The Old Republic and I enjoyed it. Um, I did not step away because of the shakeups, I stepped away for other reasons. It just, frankly, I lost interest. Um, but I mm-hmm. mean, I loved the universe. I thought the game was beautiful. I liked playing a Sith. No, correction. I loved playing a Sith. I'm with you there. Um, but 
I stepped away because, you know, I've been playing World of Warcraft for over seven years, six and a half years. And for some, I, you know, I might step away for three months at a time and play something else, but I always come back. And I have to ask myself, why is that? Well, because it's not just the community, but look at the world that's established and they're still going strong. And I can step into this game for a half hour and enjoy myself and feel like I've done something. With the Old Republic, I could not step into that game in a half hour and feel like I'd done a damn thing. It took yes, so I long agree. for me to get going. You know, when you have the time to invest, the game was beautiful. But mm-hmm. yes, it did have an impact. It did require uh, a pretty good engine on your system, so to speak. But I mean, you know, when you hear things like that, Bioware and EA, you know, the Mass Effect 3, the Mass Effect series, and I won't go in depth into this. That is a, that is probably and will continue to be one of my favorite series of games that I've ever played. And so when I hear about some of the changes that are going on at EA and Bioware, yes, that series is over. Okay. They've made their three. It will live with me forever. But wait a second. Wasn't there a movie in the works? Yeah, there was. Well, is that even going to happen now? You know, because of some of the shakeups that are going on. So when I hear stuff going on with certain companies, uh, you know, this thing that happened with 31 Studios, it was really sad. I played the demo for Kingdoms of Amalur, and I kind of dug it. But then it was like, okay, well, there that goes, you know. Yeah. So when I hear things happening about the, with these studios uh, uh, that produce these games that I enjoy, you know, as a fan, I'm like, oh, crap. Well, that sucks. As a realist, I guess, maybe – I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't think I should get involved in that because they're not going to fund it well. The game may not be as enjoyable. How quickly did they push this out? Are they going to release downloadable content later? The downloadable content they said they were going to give me, oh, yeah, I'm not going to get that ever now. So the game is kind of going to kind of feel unfinished because the company had all these problems. You know, I'm not pointing the finger, but as a gamer, it's like crap. You know, I can't get into some of these that I want to. Because of all these shakeups, you know, and is it, you know, I don't know how to resolve that, you know, not that we're going to come up with an answer in this podcast, but I'm saying I wish that, you know, you know, it, it gives me pause when stuff like that happens, because as a fan of these games and getting immersed in these games like I do with movies and then something happens, you know, it makes me sad and it's like, well, damn it. Now you've just busted my illusion. And you've just taken away part of my joy. I'm not blaming anybody. It's just sad. It's like, okay, this is my escape. I work eight, ten hours a day. I come home. I want my escape. You just took my escape away because you fired somebody because you didn't like what they said to you. And that happened to be your game developer. You know? I mean, that's, you know, minimizing it, but it's kind of sad when stuff like that happens. Oh, yeah. So my original question was, you know, do you even get involved in games like that? When you hear that there's shakeups going on, do you even want to invest the time? Do you take that risk or you say, no, let me go to this one over here, which I know is established? I do until they start turning out not about crap, until until everything starts going to crap. Then, then I'll stop. But I do get worried and do kind of start to expect the crap starting to come. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, uh, Dragon Age 3, I love Dra- Dragon Age. I'm going to play Dragon Age 3. So even with some of the stuff that's been talked about out there. Yeah, yeah, even yeah, I yeah. understand. Yeah. I got it. 
Um, okay. With me, when I get my, whenever I get another PC that can handle like the old Republic, I'll definitely go back to that. Just you know, at least just to see how it is since it's free to play. Is it free to play yet or? It is not yet. Not yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Has it not gone free to play yet? No, I don't. It hasn't been announced when it's going to happen yet. I, okay, I beg your pardon. As far as I know, well, I haven't heard anything. It's probably very soon. I but I'm yeah. I'm I'm still subscribed to it though. <laughs> uh, so, but I, I definitely will go back to it just to, you know, see if it's even worth playing just to have. Since I did play, you know, I I did play. I did finish the story up. I with my uh Sith Sith warrior and love the story and uh, I will definitely go back and see what all there is to do in there what they've added and you know if it is worth playing and stuff like that but I you know as long as the game I'm interested in the game I'm going to check it out and pick it up or go to it and not let all these I mean with the whole thing with Kingdoms of MLR, I just wasn't interested in it. Slash, I had other games I wanted to play around that time. So that that's the thing with that. Um, and I'd say the biggest, you know, Thirty One Studios. That's sad, but I still say Rhode Island is the ones we should be the most sad for because you know the citizens of Rhode Island have to pay a lot more yeah, taxes. Yeah, they got left with the bill. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for all this, but. But anyway, yeah, I didn't mean to, I know you guys had talked on that before, but. Oh, it's, it's to. definitely cool. I mean, I don't, you brought some parts of it that we weren't even thinking about that we did, we hadn't mentioned, so that's definitely good there, so. But. Yeah, I just, uh, it, it, it this, this kind of thing happens, like, I've experienced this same thing with not just games, but with TV. And other stuff where, you know, you get invested in something and then something happens and, you know, it just stuff, it gets canceled and it, it just doesn't work out. And actually, um, so the, the most recent example of or shake up actually would be, uh, Cliff, uh, Blazinski leaving Epic Games. Leaving Epic. Oh, yeah, okay. That yes. actually has me, uh, actually, that has me kind of weary, to be honest. I mean, in, in, in a little bit. I'm a little weary, but I'm definitely going to, you know, ch- check out the new Gears game and whenever it comes out and whatever else they have to bring to the table because, you know, and, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people associate him with Epic Games slash Gears War and they think he's the main person in charge of all that stuff and behind that, but it, he, he right. doesn't do everything. There's a lot of other people who are involved with that stuff and I'm right. And that's, educated that's and how I'm aware I like of, to think about yeah, it. Yeah. I'm aware. I'm, I'm more aware of the whole situation of there's other people who, you know, do a lot more than he does in, in the Epic studios. But of the major, the, you know, casual Gears players that, who probably think, you know, Gears is gonna suck now because, you know, Cliff, Cliffy B left. That's a real fear, I think, that a lot of pe- a lot of, you know, casual Gears or players or casual gamers are, you know, gonna have. 
because of that. So it it's you know it I think it definitely varies on the type of you know how informed we are of certain things like like this. Right. We do we we don't actually know how much input he had on the game. So exactly. So. Alrighty. Uh, but yeah, well, those those were my topics. Thank you for letting me bring those up to the table. Oh, thank you for bringing them. Um, mm-hmm. Stuart, I see you have other topics. You have I do. some interesting topics. Yeah. Um, I, I saw this one yesterday. Um, PETA is attacking Pokemon. I saw this too. And I just, <laughs> every time I see something... Oh, shit! And now the news. That scared the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Uh, Okay, don't click on that link again. Every time Um, I see something PETA, I'm always like, well, yeah, that makes sense. You know, that's PETA. And then I normally just step away because I'm just not surprised by PETA anymore. Well, they're 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 attacking Pokemon because it's like, oh, it's animal cruelty. They're making the animals fight. One, they're not one, they're not real. There's no such thing as a Pikachu. Do they know this? Are they aware that Pikachu does not exist? I mean, this 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 goes back to like I think it was last year when they attacked Mario for wearing the 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 Tanuki suits, and they're like, uh, uh, they're making fun of us. Oh, that was just a joke. That was a joke. And I bet you next week we'll hear from Peta saying, "Yeah, that was a joke again, again too." But uh, really, they 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 don't go after games like you know Sleeping Dogs, where there's actual cockfights in the game, and you can make bets on cockfights. Nope, Pokemon. That's because like they'd have to really be aware of that. I mean, that's just a little <laughs> aspect of that game. Right. That would yes, take, that, that, is that would take them. A, that would mean they'd have to do research and have to. Actually, look into things. Versus this, you know, who doesn't know about Pokemon? Right. And and wh- why now? I mean, exactly. Why now? Hasn't this been out for so for so long? Why all of a sudden now is Peta upset by by this? I, I don't know. That 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 raises a why now? Because yeah. as far as I'm concerned, like somebody does need to take somebody like needs to take a hatchet to that stupid little yellow bastard. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> I've never been a fan of Pokemon. I mean, I understand it, but I mean, it's not. I, I don't understand why now all of a sudden they're this is getting their ire up. I don't know, and yeah, yeah I, it has been around for I think 16 years. I think it came out in '96. Yeah. Like or, yeah. So I, I don't know. I was I was in elementary school when that came out. Yeah, same. So I don't know. I don't know why now. It's maybe they're running out of ideas too. Uh oh. That <laughs> means they're coming after World of Warcraft next because oh, for, those yes. players, for those players <laughs> out there that are aware of the new expansion, Mr. Pandaria, you can have your non-combat pets battle one another, a la Pokemon style. So wait, Peter's coming after WoW next. Yeah, and I I, I bet you will. I, bet I you really would not be surprised. It will, it will try. It will try. And what what what? And Mike Morheim will laugh at them. <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand what what's Peter's why why do they really Are think, they think they're, it's going to affect mean, Pokemon? Do they think they're going to stop see, making the games? I mean, no. Here here's here, here's the reason. Here's the reason. 
we nobody's talking about us anymore. We're not relevant. We need to make some stupid co- comment about something a lot of people like so we can be in the news again and raise awareness on our issues of trapping small animals into smaller ser- spheres and then making them electrocute each other. Wait. But I mean, if it, I, I, yeah, Stuart, exactly. Wait, did you wait. used to watch? Did you used to watch the cartoon? Of course. They were always like happy to go in their little. They they made them. Right. It's not like they were all sad to go in there. For for all we knew, it could be like a mansion inside those little pokeballs. Yeah, and they were always we excited a, to go in there. And if and if there they, was a, a robot ch- ch- chicken sketch, um, robot chicken sketch about about that. You know, what's it like like in there? It's a fucking party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can curse on this podcast? Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, we can just other than the damn hell? Okay, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> we have an explicit tag because, you know. Well, I mean, they don't if they think that this is, we, you know, we're going to we're gonna talk about this and we're going to, to, to bring this to people's attention because this is a way for children to think that it's okay to abuse animals. This is what they choose? <laughs> there are there isn't other shit out there that they can go after. I mean, oh my God, they choose this a twelve sixteen year old game that really isn't relevant anymore to say, oh yeah, it's your children should be playing. Yeah, it still kind of is as popular as ever. It really? still kind of is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is it still? Because at okay. the base, at the, at, the, at, the, at, the key, at the base of it, at the key, when you get behind these cute little animals, it's a intense RPG. It's just a pure RPG. Mm-hmm. If you really get down but to it, right. these animals are not real, right? I, I don't I think don't... Peter knows that. Yeah, it's like I said, just... there's no such thing as a Pikachu. When I saw this in the show notes, I was like, "That's he's yanking our chain, right?" <laughs> Unfortunately, no, they no, and no, and uh, apparently, Peter's made like a flash game. Where Pikachu is going around freeing, quote unquote, freeing his fellow Pokemon and attacking the trainers. Why, why, why can't it be cruel, cruelty to Pokemon trainers? What about that? What about, what about them, huh? Yeah, what about cruelty to actually, actual humans? <laughs> that too. To humans, I mean, I, I, I don't know. And looking at this article, I'm looking and I've totally forgot that they went after Super Meat Boy as well. You don't see them going after all the uh, Resident Evil players and after the zombie, the zombie, um, uh, you know, Doberman pincers. Come on. Those are animals. How cruel. Don't kill the zombie Dobermans. Don't kill them again. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like they, it's like they've already died once. Don't be that cruel and kill them a second time. <laughs> yes, let them let them lick your, your face off. <laughs> yeah. Literally. But yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. It, like I said, every time I see Peta do something, I'm just like, well, yeah, I guess it's about that time Peta does something stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can't legitimately say that that I mean I I understand their cause and and I you know what they're trying to do I I, I do I do sincerely understand, but this all this does is make their make their organization seem like a joke when i mean yeah. if they're if they're really trying to push this to me all this makes is is an intelligent person is going to look at this organization and go what the hell this is the organization i've been supporting you know as an intelligent person as a responsible person 
who actually wants to fight animal cruelty and is trying to enforce you know more strict rules for people that do actually abuse animals where they actually go to jail and it could be considered a felony but and not to get released and join an NFL team yeah. NFL team yeah and, and, but the this you know these people whom I give my money to what did what did you say they just talked about what what the hell is Pikachu what what the hell is Pokemon Virch what? Right. Because Virtual little pets. Timmy just makes is gonna them... really he's really gonna start abusing animals because you got him Pokemon for I got Christmas. It. He's gonna he's just gonna start next feeding them. <laughs> next they're they're gonna get us on they're gonna get on us about our about our freaking ta- 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 Tamagotchis that we have all forgot about. Oh my gosh, the Tamagotchi. <laughs> I mean I, I mean a, a small part of me does understand what they're trying to do. They're just going about the exact wrong way. And to me, yes. they just this this just makes their organization look like a joke. Yes, and they're just, I think they're also just trying to go after uneducated people who really think, oh, this is horrible. These games are about this, and then they'll you know they'll go to PETA's site and they'll donate or whatnot. I think that's a main part of it too, you know, to get to get un, take advantage of unaware you know people who don't know what Pokemon is, who may think that this is actually what it's all about and get money from them. Can't right. can't forget about that. You know, they need funding somehow. So, but yeah, ridiculous. Very strange. Stupid, and it's not going to really, I don't think, it, it's just not going to have an impact on anything, really, in my opinion. Very strange. So... Um, Stuart, you've got another, I see, less yes. topic, but interesting. This, yes, that this, I saw. this one's actually kind of cool. Um, apparently the producer of the X-Men movies would, would is all for, you know, having an Avengers kind of cr- crossover in their, in their movies. I think that's awesome. But yeah. what I think would, would stop that is Fox. Fox and Disney would say, uh-uh. No, no, can't have that. We we own these. These cannot be in their in their products. Now, are you talking so, about you're talking about the producer of the uh, original X Men movies, like X Men X Two X Three, not not the new first, not the new first class. I it is like the, the one that class. Brian Singer was involved with. Brian Singer, who did the first X Men, they're talking about those people getting together and trying to make a crossover. Um. I, I think it's it's the first class stuff. Oh, okay, interesting. It, it doesn't really say. It just says uh, uh, X Men per producer Lauren Donner. So, because I thought first class I, was wonderful. Oh yeah, yes, I did. Definitely, too. definitely good. And uh, but, Lauren, Don- thanks to IMDb, she's been part of all the all the X Men. Okay. Oh, X X two X Men Last Stand First Class, you know Wolverine. Oh, see, that's good when you can keep a producer that's seen the entire yeah series, the entire saga. Go She's part of the that's, Deadpool thing coming some up. Credibility too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So now, what immediately jumped to my mind is you know X Men versus Avengers. <laughs> that um, just happened. Yeah, and I just finished that up. That that. Im- I did too. With an unbelievably notable death, correct? Yes, but I, 
I actually thought he was already dead. They did oh, that, that in the, that? but okay. I guess spoilers. I mean, yeah, I know. They did that. No, I'm, I'm just letting our audience know. Spoilers. We're going to be talking about it, but well, yes, they did, following is a spoiler. They they did that. Here, I, okay, play our little sound, Stuart, if you want. I've 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 got this. That's the geeks for the win bonus. No, well, that's not the that's right not one. <laughs> Where is it? Spoiler warning, that's it. This is it. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Spoilers. <laughs> Maybe that'll learn you to keep your big mouth shut. Alrighty. So, no, no real reason to be spoiled now unless you just don't care but um <laughs> they they did that in the x-men movies though already and the they they had xavier killed right yes so i mean that i don't kind of i mean yeah that's well i mean you yeah and and by the phoenix so yes. how about that i mean it's presumed that he died by gene yeah exactly but honestly the x-men versus the avengers the comic series, I don't know, uh, Jonas, if you've read it or not. You know what? I'm trying to rack my brain. I mean, this is the newer one that just came yes, out, right? Yes. No, yes. I have not read it. No. It was very dis. It ended very. I was very disappointed when it came uh, to an end. Yeah, it it it. I I kind of felt the same same way. Kind of like, uh, like it was just rising up a hill and just it was overpriced and the cliff and the uh. Climber fell off the cliff. I mean, just there it built up to so much, and then there's a nice Price is Right reference. For those of you that are old as I am, you'll get that reference. Uh, uh, <laughs> but no, 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 people pe- people know about that show. That's the show Drew Carey hosts. Uh, yeah. uh, who's Drew Carey? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So this was a versus. This was not a team up. Yes, no. this was, nope. this it was, was, it was them versus. fighting one another. Yes, yes. And huh. It was a twelve part. Uh, the, the main story, the main storyline was twelve parts. They had you know crossover in other comic series, but I just read the main twelve, and it. Got it. So, part eleven had a lot. You know, it, it was ramped up, and then it seemed like they just copped out and. The twelfth in the final issue, and they were just like, "Oh well, yeah, okay, this is how this is going to work out, and we're, you know, everything just happened." You know that you know you know that that thing we've been trying to stop since issue one. We're just going to let it happen. What? And it, don't worry, it's it's all going to work out. Wait, they should have started that. I mean, the, the what they did in in issue twelve, they should have started doing that in issue ten. It seems like they just did way too much in the last issue of it and it just they just like they conveniently made it to where everything wrapped up in one you know pretty much in the last issue which it's just like okay yeah and and, and uh today uh was released kind of the f- the following comics which now that that comic is now split into two stories it's now uh following the uncanny avengers and then there's another series, the Avengers vs. X-Men Consequences. Yeah, so... So uh, you got the 
the good stuff and then you got the bad stuff. I don't know. And honestly, in I, I just reading through this, I realized I don't like the X Men as much as I thought I did. At least in the comics, I just yeah, it, like yeah, especially that's, that's that's it for me. I, I no. think I I don't like the X Men in comic form as much as I thought I did. You know, growing growing up watching you know the X the X Men series, I'm like, all oh, right, that is awesome. Scott's awesome. Read the comic. Scott's a douche. What is he doing? Oh, I never liked Cyclops. Uh, I was always a Wolverine fan. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. That's why I mean I'm kind of I don't want to see Avengers versus X Men. You know, I'd rather see them the studios come together and do a Civil War. That is that's the dream. That's my dream right there. That the Civil War. Yes. I mean, I I I think I would rather. I don't know that I'd want to see an event a, a versus. I wouldn't mind seeing a team up. Now, what that what that what this could also mean is, you know, uh, Beast and Wolverine are both part of the Avengers. So you know, we could see, like, maybe at the end of Avengers two, where they talk about you know getting you know getting more 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 members and that stuff. Then you see like a crowd of, of superheroes, and you see maybe Wolverine and Beast on there in that crowd. That's how I could actually see it. Yeah, it's possible. And I just want to say, Stewart, it took them eleven. It took them till I think what was it, the final issue where they finally got the Hulk in. <laughs> Twelve issues. It took them getting the Hulk. It took in. them to the last issue before they just decided to. Bring the Hulk in. Well, they, to, they had they had the Red Hulk in there, so they they had a Hulk. Yeah, but that just just not the not, Hulk. Yeah, just not the same, and it's just like I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of crazy, but I I don't know. Fox and Marvel do not have a good really. They're just not good relationship with each other because Marvel, you know, recently Marvel tried to get you know they wanted to they asked Fox to let them use. You know, Galactus and Silver Surfer, and they would let them have an extended, you know, contract on on Daredevil, and Fox just would not do that. They would not even just let them use it, not 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 take them, you know, not not a trade, but just let them use it, even though they would still have the rights to use it as well. So I don't know. I don't. Unfortunately, this is going to take time before we'll see these studios come together it it's going to happen because there's going to be so much money being made in the next few years with all these other comic book movies to where these you know these big wigs are going to be like well why not let you know why not let marvel use some of you know the these characters that we fox have to you know as long as we get a cut of it and we don't have to spend that much money and stuff like that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. But it's just going to take some time. <laughs> like I said, money is going to have to, a lot more money is going to have to be made before these people, these corporate executives, you know, open their eyes and see yeah. that working together can make them even more money. <laughs> it could make people happy. That too. That too. <laughs> so. Got to keep the fans happy. But yeah, for the most part, I realized I don't like the X-Men as much as I thought I did. I mean, even 
I've tried watching the original movies and they're just not I don't just don't like them as much. First Class I I think is amazing though. I do love First Class yes. a lot. And I'm looking forward to the, the sequel to First Class that they're going to come out with. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that can be just as good and I think the, that direction Supp- supposedly Patrick Stewart might be in it. That's what we've heard. Yep. So I don't it's got to be a flash forward or something. Maybe. Because, I mean, if they're still going to use, I mean, you know, I, I would I would assume they'd still use James McAvoy as Xavier. So if Patrick Stewart's in it, that means it's got to be a flash forward or, you know, I, I don't know. Or it's a flashback. The whole thing's like a, you know, kind of flashback. I, possible. Yeah. I don't know. I'm but, a, I mean, yeah. I would assume because I would love to see Michael Fassbender continue his – spiral into magneto you know becoming yes. you know I, I i could i could really and this is this is again a, a a fan dream i would love to see the second one have the people that we knew from the first one and then maybe even make a third where we see the transition from those actors to the actors that we knew in x-men we see you know sir patrick stewart there taking over we see sir ian mckellen there taking over you know, I would like to see that transition from the 60s, 70s to what we saw when the X-Men movie came out. I'd love to see that that mesh together. That would be amazing, but mm-hmm. whether or not they can actually do that, that's going to be tough. The wonderful thing I thought in First Class was showing the beginning just like they did in X-Men, how Eric became jaded. Yes, you know, it, it, was, whole, it was almost matched scene for exactly. scene. Exactly, the concentration cap. I love how they yes. mirrored those two together. It made a nice continuity uh, with what we saw yes, at the beginning. It did. Uh, so I thought that you know, and again, that was probably the influence of that producer. Uh, what is what was her name? Lauren Donner. You know, that might have been yes. her influence in that. But I thought them doing that was quite quite well done. Definitely, definitely, I agree. And. This Lauren Donner, she's definitely one of these people who her eyes are open and she sees money can be made. I definitely, I definitely think she's, she, she's, sees what we all are seeing and knows that this could be an awesome thing if these studios would just work it out. So, there's that. Yeah. Um, you got another topic, Stuart? Uh, yeah, con- continuing on like the the comic news. Um, you, we we talked about Spider Man coming to an end at issue seven seven hundred. The Amazing Spider Man. The Amazing Spider Man yeah. coming to an end, and they announced kind of what's going to take its place. It's going to be the Superior Spider Man, where there's going to be a, a change to what Spider Man, like a change to his costume, a change to how he acts, er- everything. Have they given uh, but, some real um, details on this, or? Um, not really. Um, I mean, they've kind of given hints about it, like what's going on right now with with with, with Spider Man. Because I can tell you right now, uh, I read issue six ninety five this, this weekend. Something's happening. Something is happening, and it, it's um, I can I can kind of tell it's something big is going about to happen. Um, but yeah, he's, he's acting different towards like, uh, enemies and stuff. He's, 
like he he almost killed uh, uh, Morpheus a couple issues back. Oh wow! Just beat just beat the snot out of him. So he's not he's not really the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man anymore. No, he's he's <laughs> a lot more quick quick to blame, quick to a- a- action now. He's you know he's not. Uh, I mean he. He's he's still very smart, but he's you know he's not holding back as much anymore. Hmm. And I I think that that's what this new superior Spider-Man is is it's a darker Spider-Man. I must admit, and I, I said earlier at the beginning of our podcast, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I even have a Spidey tattoo. Oh, that's awesome! But nice. That being said, I have not picked up a Spider-Man comic in ten years. I haven't. It's not that I lost – well, eh, I was about to say it's not that I lost interest, kind of. I I was upset by the fact – and this may be the, the old guy in me. Um, I didn't like that there were four or five different Spidey titles out there. Yeah, I don't okay. I like that either. I just you – know, I, I stick to one. Um, what was it? I it was amazing. amazing. It, was, it was Amazing Spider-Man. Then it was Spectacular Spider-Man. Then it was Web of Spider-Man, and then it was um, Avenging. just Spider-Man, I think the one that McFarlane started. You know, and that's way back in the day. Then Ultimate Spider-Man, you know, now, I, I mean, I lost track. I, I didn't yeah. have a favorite. So I haven't picked up a Spidey comic in 10 years. So I know his origin. I know kind of what's happened. But so I really wish that this had a bigger impact on me, but it doesn't. So because I, I think I've lost track. I've I, it's It's confounded me the way they went with it, the way the different titles went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've just sucked to Amazing Sp- Spider-Man. That seems to be the main one. No. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 seems to be where where the main stories are happening. And so that's what I've been sticking with, and not reading any of the others. And that's where all except the for, major, except for Spider-Men. That's where all the big changes happened. You know. Yeah. Way back in the day, you know the the the. The, the wars, or the, I can't think of the name of it, excuse me. The intergalactic war where, you know, he, where we first got to see the symbiote. The secret wars. Venom. Yeah. We, you know, we first got introduced to Venom and becoming that and losing that and going to the black costume and going away from the black costume and coming back and all the changes and the death of, I mean, you know, we saw everything in Amazing. You know, they tried to spawn off of it in the other ones and, you know, and then Ultimate came out, which, you know, we kind of, was that was a reboot pretty much right it put spidey in the new generation kind of rebooted his origin in the modern world which i think is where the newest movie kind of came from was from some mm-hmm. of the pages of of, of ultimate spider-man yeah and if i'm not mistaken. ultimate spider-man does it, it is kind of like a uh, another you know demi- another you know universe type thing the alternate mm-hmm. universe right. thing as well because you know uh the with venom and stuff like that isn't venom like doesn't venom turn good in ultimate spider-man Stewart? no no no, no that's in that's in that's in universe 616 the okay. the amazing universe he's uh now on on flash Tom- thompson yeah okay but i mean and all he's kinds of working with the mil with the with the military yeah there's all kinds of craziness and craziness happening with the but uh, for I haven't read a Spider-Man and uh, you know it, it's it's been a while too. But I've been trying to I've you know I got my hands on I've p- 
picked a spot where I want to start reading, and the when you were talking about the Spider Island stuff, Stuart, that really got me interested. Mm-hmm. Where all of Manhattan Island got Spider-Man powers. Yes, that seemed very interesting and seemed like a. It was seemed just just crazy, and I starting to read that, and I think that's where I'm gonna, you know. I'm going to try to read that up to, I guess, 700 where it ends, and then I guess, you know, Superior Spider-Man's going to be the next, going to be the, you know, it looks like that's going to be the main Spider-Man one now. So for somebody who's been out of the loop, why are they ending the amazing title? They're going to do what DC did last year. Which, uh, In a way, if you don't know what happened with DC, though. they rebooted the, D- the DC universe with all new num- all, all new number ones. Really? Yeah, but Marvel's uh-huh. not completely. I mean, they rebooted the entire universe. Something's going to happen. Yes, that was yes. extremely bold. Exactly, and a lot of it was. Were it was up and, in arms about and, it. And if, well, at first it was good. I, I I read a lot of the the number ones. They were good. But I lost them. I lost, I lost the interest in a lot of them. And a lot of people you did, know, and that's why they canceled a lot. Yeah, a lot of people did. <laughs> yeah. So is Superior supposed to pick up where Amazing left off, or is Superior going to be a reboot? Okay, here's the origin, it's, and it's, now we're going to start. Not, it, they're not going to reboot the universe. Something's going to happen. We don't know what. It's called The, the event's called Mar- Marvel Now, where like the original X-Men are going to come to the future. You know, before before Beast was all hairy and stuff. Gene Gray. They're all they're all going to come to the yeah. That's Gene Gray is going to come back. Uh, yeah. We we don't know what's going to happen yet. I mean, there's not really been any clues. Like we thought it was going to be with what's going to happen at the end of X Men versus Avengers, but that kind of fell flat. So I don't know. Okay, so this comes out in what December? I. I don't know when it starts. It looks like Remember, issue maybe? 700 hits shelves in December. Okay, they're saying early January. Yes, this is this. Yeah, Superior Spider-Man is going to start in January. So there won't be a break. It'll just be the next month. Here comes the new one. And unfortunately, a lot more news is about to come out. And you know, unfortunately, the day after our podcast is probably is normally when all the big news comes out because today is the first day of New York Comic Con. Or or as soon as we hit stop. Yeah, as soon as we hit stop. Yeah. So next. So definitely by next week's episode, we'll probably have a lot more to talk about. They're probably gonna. I would assume they would. They're gonna be talking and making more announcements and making it a lot more clear about Marvel now, since this is hopefully the last, pretty much the last big Comic Con, like real. Yeah, before it happens. Yeah, before it happens. So. Hopefully, you know, there will, will hopefully they'll announce some stuff and we'll be able to talk about it next week. I'm I'm really wanting to get back into comics though. I mean, with all these movies coming out and the you know, the Avengers and the the, the all you know, the movies before that have really got me back in a in in wanting to more, you know, I want more and more of the these characters and stories and stuff and I'm really trying to get back into comics. Okay. The fir- the first issue of like the the Marvel Net Now stuff is Uncanny Avengers which came out today. Like that's that's what's what it's, it's 
considered a part of, of Marvel now. Huh. So, so that, hopefully that they do. Today. Hopefully, uh, you know, sometime this week slash weekend they'll definitely explain more since it's already technically started. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I I kind of have faith in Marvel because they've done right on the movies and they've seen what DC's done and they've seen the kind of failures in, that DC have done. So you would think they would have a plan of what to do. Yeah. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I, I don't know. I'm still hoping on – I'm still hoping they'll, and they'll announce that the, the their mobile apps you you can do this their subscription stuff through the mobile apps because that'll definitely give me to sign up for their subscription service if I can access it through like my phone on their mobile app and stuff like that and not have to just yeah read it on my computer. <laughs> well, you can you know there's you can get the com- comicsology on on your phone. But no, I mean. Li- the subscription, the yeah, the, Marvel yes, subscription. I, yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, yes, I know. I I'm also d- disappointed you can't access it through that. Yeah, because I mean, basically, the Marvel is the same. You know, Comicsology is in Marvel app. The comic app are the same things, except for Marvel's pure Marvel and Comicsology. Right, like everything, a little bit of everything. So, yeah, I'm trying to get back into comic reading though. I'm trying to be more geeky and just cause I, I just, I'm just loving the whole Marvel, mostly Marvel. I'm really loving the Marvel. There's a few DC stuff though that I'm looking forward to and trying yeah. to. Justice League is the only D- D- DC that I'm, I'm currently re- reading. Yeah, I need a, I've been wanting to give that a read, but, eh. But that's that's your topics, right, Stuart? Uh, yeah, that's mine. Um, you know, I was mentioning DC. And there's a few things DC that I'm excited for, and mainly we 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 talked about we talked about you know your on one of your topics, kind of the Avengers, X Men. That I wanted to talk about that, and we did that. So my topic is my. The Dark Knight Returns Part Two, the animated series of the mm-hmm. most, you know, most praised Dark Knight, you know, most praised Batman comic series. It seems like um, they released a trailer for Part Two, and I'm just, uh, it, it, it can't be too long. I mean, I'm really thinking since they released a trailer that maybe we'll see it beginning of 2013. Yeah, this 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 article says early twenty uh, thirteen. Yeah. So, what what I mean, what did you think of the trailer? Uh, I'm uh, I we kind of knew this before, but uh, I'm interested in seeing the Joker, and I think my, Michael Emerson is doing is going to do a great job. Like just hearing his voice with the Joker, yeah, you know the Joker's crazy. Michael Emerson can play crazy. Works. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm I'm mostly excited about the whole Superman aspect of this. Superman Batman? Yeah, the Superman fighting Batman aspect of this. And I was so excited. Didn't know Batman's to see, gonna gonna win. I was so excited to see they actually showed they teased it in this trailer. 
they show oh, yeah. a lot more of that than the actual Joker, which I was kind of shocked. Uh, on the on the uh, uh, part one Blu-ray, there's a sneak peek of part two, and actually shows a lot more. Oh, I gotta pick up that Blu-ray. Uh, I get it, it shows a lot more of my, my, Michael Emerson being the Joker, a lot more of Batman versus versus Super Superman. So now, uh, what's all on the Blu-ray side tangent? That's really it. Like it, 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 it does talk about kind of like uh, more of the comic, uh, like um, like how Robin was, you know, how they decided Robin was going was going to be female, kind of like that. It's like kind of that. That was in the comic, like um, right? They twenty they something talk, years they, ago. They, they, <laughs> right about about uh, about the movie itself, not a whole lot. A lot of it, it's about the comic, like like the origins of the comic, which is fine. So pretty much no real bonus features. You got the sneak peek of part two. <sighs> that's that's my biggest disappointment with these. And there's shows. also a tra- there's also a trailer for a new DC animated movie, Batman Superman. Um, um, oh. This is news to me, I think, maybe. Public public enemies. They came out with that already. <laughs> I, I know. Years ago. But it, but there's a tra- there's a trailer for it like it's coming up. How many, like it's going to come out that's soon. That's been at least like 3 years. <laughs> I know. I thought that too. I was like, "Wait a minute. I've seen this." Yeah, that was Why are they 2009? Yeah. <laughs> September 29th. So that was exactly yeah. 3 years ago. Pretty much. So that's I I found that weird. That's a bit disappointing. Um, <laughs> but as a you know, never I I tried re- I tried going back and reading that the Dark Knight Returns series before the but just the way the just the way the the graphics were you know the way it was drawn I just I couldn't get into it. That's a thing with me with comics. I go into it also for visuals. And I just, yeah, you you have a problem if if something doesn't look good, you pass it off. You you have that that thing. Well, for for that that's also why you you refuse to watch uh, uh, Green Lantern. Well, no, no, I just haven't gotten my hands on Green Lantern. It looks weird, but I probably I'm eventually probably gonna get around to that just because I like Green Lantern. But I mean, I just. I'm so you know I don't know too much about the you know what all the story is about so seeing this trailer where you know Batman has the what was it the sons of Batman or what was that group called what did they call yeah yeah seeing him control them and talking about him actually killing and him going you know that that didn't sound like Peter Wetwater though. So was it Batman or was it uh, someone dressed up as Batman? See, I didn't think about that. I it sounded it did not me, sound it, like it did not sound like Peter Weller's voice. It sounded to me like it some sort of imposter. Yeah, it didn't sound like yeah. him. But I I just I don't know. I what I I noticed that right away. But I just figured I don't know. I didn't think it was an imposter. But wow, that definitely that could be interesting. Yeah. That definitely, I like I said, I don't know. I've never seen, I've never read the, the initial, you know. I know a lot of comic book geeks are just 
cursing right now and cause, cause of that since it's, you know, I keep, every time people talk about Batman comics, that always comes up. I've heard about that so many times to the point I'm kind of tired of it, but <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they're coming out with these two shorts, you know, these animated movies for this. Um, now, uh, Jonas, you've been kind of quiet. Do you got any? I haven't thoughts? seen these. I, I haven't seen the first one, and I watched the trailer for the second one, and I and I, I knew what it was about. I knew that it was his return after so many years, and I'm definitely intrigued because I want to see I want to see what I want to see with him being away from everything for so long, what it's done to him, how it's how it's made him jaded, and I want to see when he comes back if he tries to roll right back into the old the old thing that he was, and you know people may not accept him. As he was, you know, like, who is this guy? We don't, we don't need the Batman anymore. You know, so I'm going into this fresh. I, I, I only know the, the, the synopsis. I haven't read, um, the original, uh, series or, or seen the movies. So for me, this is going to be brand new, but I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah. The first part's already out. So, I mean, yeah. they, it, it, the comic series was actually four part, four parter and yes. they've just, taken you know they've just made it a two-part animated series and the the first part was pretty good it definitely definitely was good but the second part just seems like it's going to be the best of the two it looks dark it looks very dark oh it's it, it is it, it's very dark it's this is the frank miller the frank yeah. miller version that basically made batman the dark knight you know this is where see what this is it's actually kind of funny on the on the Blu-ray. It actually talks about this is uh, part two is actually going to be the end of a what they call a trilogy. So you you combine those two movies with Batman Year One, and then you got a that that's what they're considering the, the Batman trip uh, uh, animated tr- trilogy. I don't know. I've... Which I, I will say, Batman Year One is really good. It, it was all and right. It, 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 I just uh... I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I don't know, and I I think it 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 ties on very very well to these. It, it it I could definitely see it tying. I'll have to go back and watch Batman Year One because I hadn't watched it since it came out, you know, last year. So I'll definitely have to go back and look look at that and then watch the second one. And but yeah, I for the most part I I love when they do these, you know. Because there's so so much comic stuff out there that I just you know you can, you can't read them all and I taking some of these great stories and making these animated you know movies I think it's just the greatest and I love them and I'm just really excited on seeing the second part seeing Batman go up against Superman you know especially in this mm-hmm. trailer because it it. You know, Batman's a lot older, and so that means he's got a l- l- less of an advantage than he would have in his prime against. Well, so is Superman. He, he's he's older too. Superman's an alien. Yeah, Superman's pretty much. Yeah, he's an. He doesn't mean he doesn't age. He didn't look as old though in that trailer. <laughs> he, he he didn't look as old. <laughs> so, and still tougher. Then you know, still a lot tougher than Batman, though. So, but it seemed like in the trailer, Batman for for uh, for a bit, Batman was holding his own, 
And then it had that, you know, is Batman dead at the end of the trailer and have to leave it in kind of a cliffhangery way. Batman, Batman's known to carry uh, kryptonite on him. Oh, yeah, so. definitely. So that's that's why I'm kind of intrigued about this whole thing, especially with the trailer. The trailer just has me so excited about this, more so than I was before, because I just, you know, I wasn't sure how they were going to handle this. I mean, I knew Superman was involved and the Joker was involved in, in this one, but I just didn't know how so, and I'm just... Uh, it, I can't wait for this to come out sooner. Soon, you know. Yes, I'm. It's it's gonna be pretty awesome. So, um, I that's about it. I I don't have anything else really. Like I, I've been, like I said, as soon as we stop recording, there's gonna be. I'm gonna look at my uh, <laughs> Google Google feed, Google Reader, and just be like, oh my god, why? Why'd we? Why'd that get announced right after? <laughs> yes, that that happens a lot. <laughs> but this, I think this has been a pretty good episode. I've I yeah some really good conversations and just I'm really glad you were able to join us, Jonas. I I had a blast. I, I appreciate that you guys you know invited me on and yeah no I had a I had a lot of fun talking with you guys. Oh, uh, any any time let, let us know anytime mm-hmm. you want to come back. You got an open invitation, so that's that is very kind of you. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, real quick, I guess wrapping up. Uh, ways to get in contact with us: our Twitter, the Geeks FTW. You can send us an email, thegeeksftw at gmail dot com. We have a voice line, which I think we have a. Do we have a voicemail, Stuart, or was that a another? Mm, right no, no. I, I do we have a voicemail? I got a notification. Earlier this week, I, I sure didn't. Okay. Well, anyways, be sure to check out our site, people, and you can see the voicemail in the show note links. In the show notes, we got links to everything in there. And the big thing I want to really promote is our extra life. Uh, mm-hmm. We are. It's less than less than ten days away now, and we are. We still have not reached our goal. Um, we are still shy of our goal. Um, if you want to help us out, people, go to our site, thegeeksftw.com, click our Extra Life banner, and you can choose who you want to donate towards, myself or Stuart. And if you if you don't know what Extra Life is, it's a gaming marathon, 24 hours of gaming, and it's to help the Children's Miracle Network Hospital. Um it's it's to actually it it's really cool because you're able to choose your local hospital you know, and make sure the money goes to your local hospital. So I'm not just you mm-hmm. know me in Oklahoma. I'm not playing for say the New York hospital where you know it's not gonna you know it's great it it, it it's great to help out hospital you know charities, but it's a, I think it's a lot better. It it's. I like the fact that it's helping out my local, you know, because it that mm-hmm. could make the difference and help, you know, people I know in the future. So that's a big right. reason why I do this. So definitely check out our site, check out the banner, and um, do you check, Stuart? Do we have a voicemail or no? Uh, I can't check right now. Okay, so I guess it's, we'll, it's being weird. I guess we'll get to that next week if we do. 
have one. So, um, I guess it's time for shout outs. Um, Jonas, do you got any shout outs or anything you want to promote? Um, no. Uh, shout out to my friends who will probably hear about this, um, when I post it on Twitter later, uh, that I've podcasted with before. So, uh, yeah, there, most of them are, uh, fellow World of Warcraft players. Um, so yeah, shout out to them. And, uh, if anyone wants to follow me, at Jonas on Twitter, J-O-N-U-S, or you can go to archonjonas.net, and that gives you the links to all my different sites. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm kind of surprised you got Jonas, like, you must have gotten that quick, right? Yeah, you must have got on quickly. Long no, time ago. No numbers, no, <laughs> no underscores, no craziness. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that, that that's awesome uh, it's always refreshing to hear that, you know that, that's a true geek when you've got something that doesn't have like numbers or you know underscores on because that, that that means you got it quick and early but um, i'm committed yes <laughs> i'm committed to my obsessions uh <laughs> so so are we so are we so Stuart, your turn uh shout out to yojimbo 2000 he actually watched us live. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we yes. were live? You didn't tell me that. Yes. Surprise! Okay, so... We're we're, we're, we're live again, because I renewed my, my subscription, so we're live again. Awesome. So I guess that's something we can tell people. Um, follow us on Twitter, and you'll get to be able to hear us live and hear the extra stuff. Like, I like to, the behind-the-scene you know, stuff. Chit chatter before we actually start recording, and anything we have afterwards, and anything that I don't cut out, which it's rare if I do cut something out. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anybody else, Stuart? Um, that's that's it, I think. Over. I, I always feel like I'm forgetting somebody. As soon as you stop recording, you'll think about three people that you wanted to shout out to. <laughs> Most likely. Uh, uh, shout out! Shout out to you for for joining us. Hey, you know, thank you. I appreciate it's been it. Great, definitely, definitely, definitely. Shout outs to you. Um, and also shout outs to talkingaboutgames.com slash the Talking About Gamers podcast because there's I don't know what happened over there, but the there's some there's some kind of shakeup. Yeah, where it seemed like they left in good you know good terms. Yeah. Or, for the most part, but the Talking About Gamers podcast is no longer part of TalkingAboutGames.com, so I'm guessing a name change is going to be in their future. Yes, God. Yeah. As or as Fadios, who's been on this show before, I saw him tweet, probably not a good idea to name the podcast after the site three years late. You <laughs> and know, then leave the site. Three, yeah. Three, thoughts three years later. <laughs> So, definitely, you know, we, our podcast was spawned from one of their, one of the TalkingAboutGames.com's game nights. Team, mm -hmm. uh, Team Fortress 2 game night, actually. So, definitely. On the Xbox, no doubt. Yeah, on the Xbox. Um, but, so we got some ties over there and hopefully, hopefully it doesn't shake up the, you know, the community, sadly, I've been seeing it leave little by little and pieces go away. Hopefully they can, mm -hmm. they can 
you know, still stay strong and, you know, maybe do something to reboost that community. But, um, I, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I haven't really been gaming with anyone that much lately. Um, so I've just been playing Borderlands 2 kind of solo because I'm, it seems like I'm either, either, have you, have you tried the mech, the mech, the mechaneer or whatever? Mechronancer. Mechronancer, that's it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I kind of like it. I'm not. I'm. What's her What's her power? She's got uh this robot buddy who attacks, and it's kind of like a you know. Okay. It it it, it it's a robot that kind of a, attacks for her, and there's different skills, of course, for it. Um, but it's pretty good. Um, so it's like a Pokemon. Uh, Peta. I, see? It's a robot, though. It all comes it's back a robot. to PETA. It's not an animal. They're, they're, they're a robot Pokemon. Anyways, um, you should <laughs> you, you should be able to get it, right, Stuart? Like, yeah. You have the Premier Club? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. So you should be able to pick it up for free. Um, there was a big kind of fiasco with, with the their compatibility thing where it lets people who don't have it play with people who do and stuff like that. Unfortunately, there was a mix up where it would cost like 5 million Microsoft points when it was supposed to be free. <laughs> that's happened before. That's happened a couple other times. I yeah, that, that, that's not the first time, but still it, something like that's happened you know, for the Xbox. But there were some people really upset about that. And I'm just like, Wow, really? You're th- well. They sh- they should they shouldn't have paid you know like a hundred thousand dollars for it. Well, no, I mean of course it. it's going to get resolved. And the fact is, th- this character DLC wasn't supposed to come out until next week. They released next it a week, week early. Yeah, I heard about that too. So I mean, yeah, I heard about you're that. Going to be that upset that it you had to wait, you know, you had to wait an extra you know few hours for it to get resolved because it got resolved that day. So. But anyways, I that it's time for another Internet. story. Um, I guess real quick, I do want to plug. I will be doing a Borderlands 2 roundtable uh, hopefully this weekend, so it should be out early next week. So look forward to that, people. Um, and I guess that's it. This has been episode 112 of the Geeks for the Win podcast, and we will see you next time. Geeks for the Win, thank you. Bye.